Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. A side note before we start. As you know, I'm running for the Cary Town Council Southeast District C seat, and I hope to be the change you want to see. But speaking of changes, there sure have been a lot in this year's election arena due to the redistricting maps and lawsuits. So to keep you informed, I have put a link on my website with election information. It's all been pretty confusing, so if you need help digesting it all, you can go to my site, maryforcarry.com. maryforcarry.com. You know, there just always seems to be conflicts, and they just never stop in our world. I'm thinking about today, the, you know, here we go again. We're all waiting on the outcomes from the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Once again, the brave go into battle. Veterans, the deepest of fabrics in our tapestry, are born. And so we are talking about our veterans today. Our show is about services for the vets after their service to our country. With us today is the commander of the American Legion Post 67, Richard Spearson, who will talk about some of those services being introduced through the Veterans Experience Action Center. Welcome, Commander. Well, thank you, Mary. I appreciate that. appreciate being here. You know, before we go into the Veterans Benefit Live event on March 17th through the 19th, let's get a general overview of American Legion. The American Legion, of course, is over 100 years old. Uh, it started uh, with the charter in, uh, by Congress in 1919. And the first meeting was took place in March of 1919 in Paris, France. Uh, the American Expeditionary Force convened, and that was the beginning of it. And then in September of 1919, the American Legion was chartered by Congress and then was built from that point forward. Today, they have, uh, oh, over 14,000 posts across the country, uh, over 2 million members. Uh, so it's it's grown considerably from that point to now. And when did the Cary American Legion Post 67 come to be? Cary came into, I'm, I want to say it was in March of uh, 1947 is when the Cary Post, uh, here it is, I've got the date, April, April 1947, when the Cary received its charter from the state of North Carolina and the National uh, Division. Uh, it started with 26 members. Uh, 1947, and we now have over 300. So, like, what are some of the programs that the American Legion has in your community involvement? 
community involvement that we've got uh, is broken down into two areas, really. The the national programs, uh, which we participate in over, you know, over the, the whole program. And then, of course, we have our local programs. The main programs that the American Legion has is the, uh, the high school oratorical contests they have. We currently have a young lady from Green Hope High School that's going to our state competition mm. uh, this weekend. Saturday uh, is our state competition, and uh, she's advanced through our district and our division um, to meet the to go to the state. So she's from Green Hope. Uh, we hope that she goes on to the national. But there's a $25,000 scholarship uh, at the end of the road for the national contest. But we also are involved with the American Legion baseball program. Carrie has been very big in that for over 40 years. Uh, We field three teams. We field a senior level team and two junior teams that we draw from all the local high schools uh, in the area. And they play across the state in the American Legion program and then go to our uh, World Series if they make it that far, which is held in uh, Salisbury. The National World Series is held there. But we're also involved with the uh, American Legion Junior Shooting Program. We've partnered with the Cary High School ROTC program, uh, working with those young young folks uh, in their shooting program, and they've come into the American Legion program, so they now compete. Uh, at different levels through the American Legion. Um, We've also partnered with uh, Dorcas Ministries uh, to help with their food bank. Uh, Other communities' activities were active members with the Cherry Chamber of Commerce. Um, We do an awful lot in the community, plus we're, we're involved with our national programs that we have. What are some of the national programs? Well, the national programs are are broken down into what the American Legion calls pillars, uh, and this is part of their their development. Uh, and one of the biggest pillars that we have, well, not biggest, but there are four of them, and that's what it was built on: Veterans Affairs and and Rehabilitation. Uh, where we work very strongly in the development and business uh, for veterans, getting them involved with the GI Bill discharge reviews, uh, the homeless veterans were actively involved in that, uh, volunteer services at the VA hospital. We do honor guards, uh, saluting our fallen comrades at, at funerals and things. Uh, we're also one of the other pillars is national security, uh, the quality of life, uh, disaster preparedness, blood donations, uh, full accounting of our POWs and our MRAs that are still unaccounted for. Uh, Americanism, I kind of touched on a little bit, is our Boys State problem, Boys State and Boys Nation program, which is a program that we do every year. We partner with Catawba Carl College uh, to hold this event. It's across the state, and there could be anywhere from 200 to 300 boys attend. And they learn about government and civics. Uh, they they create their own towns, their own governments, their own management. Uh, you know, from a, they elect a, a governor and senate and house of representatives and and local things, and they learn all of this. And then there there's a group that's selected to go to the national, 
and they do the same thing, but on a much larger scale out of Washington, D.C. And the girls, through our auxiliary, has the same program. That is amazing. What great work. And Well, uh, we try. Yeah, I think you succeed. <laughs> wow. That is, I'm glad you explained that. I'm not sure everyone knows the, uh, the, the reach you all have. So that's wonderful. And something else that's wonderful is this upcoming, um, you know, large veterans benefit event. I want to break down each service at the event, such as filing claims and appeals, et cetera. But first, tell us what this is about and how it got started. This is a an event that we learned about in 2015. Uh, Governor Price, or not Governor Price, uh, Congressman Price, every year holds a Veterans Day uh, breakfast. Uh, he calls it his his Veterans Breakfast, and he used to hold it prior to COVID at the uh, Joint Services Center off of Reedy Creek Road. Uh, of course, COVID, of course, hit, and we've been doing it uh, remotely. But in 2015, uh, I went. Uh, he had a couple of guest speakers, and they talked about implementing this program. They called it at that time the Veterans Educational, well, anyway, VEAC, Veter- Veterans Experience Action Center is what we call it now. And I picked up on this and said, well, this is something we can do. So we got in touch with the VBA, which is the Veterans Benefit Administration uh, Regional Office in Winston-Salem, and talked to them about this. And we conducted our first one in September of 2016. We really didn't know what we were doing or how it was going to end up. But we ended up having just about 600 veterans come through in three days. Wow. Uh, In 2017, we did it again, a little better. (laughs) Over a thousand veterans came through in those three days. And we tried to do it in 2018, but uh, Miss Florence decided to become a hurricane and pay us a visit (laughs) uh, that same week. And everybody was getting itchy and it was headed right from Wilmington to Winston-Salem. So everybody Mm -hmm. said, nope, we're not going to do it. Too dangerous. So we canceled. Mm -hmm. Came back in 2019. We had over 1,300 veterans in three days come through. And the Veterans Benefit Agency paid out in benefits to these veterans over $3 million. Wonderful. So um, so I know you got hit a couple of times with the whole COVID thing where you had to cancel too, or yeah. not hold the event rather. Yeah, they the, the VA, of course, shut down and working remotely and, and there was no outreach programs and uh, we're starting to get back into it now. Uh, they did have the first one in the state in September in Wilmington. They had about 560 veterans come through uh, in in those in those three days, and then of course we're we're setting up ours here in about uh, 10 days. Right, it's uh, coming up. That's why we wanted right to get the, the corner the info out. So so the one that you're holding will it be? Uh, it, just let me understand: is it mostly for carry veterans, or it's uh, all of North Carolina, or well, the the idea behind this was to to target and service our veterans in the state of North Carolina. We've got uh, we're the third most uh, veteran populous state in the country, uh, obviously. So with Fort Bragg and Camp Lejeune and and uh, the Air Force Seymour Johnson, but 
this grew so much that we have veterans coming from up and down the East Coast. Uh, as an example, in 2019, or 2017, the first four veterans in line at two o'clock in the morning flew in from Arizona. The fifth person, she was a homeless veteran from Washington, D.C. In 2019, we had 400 people standing in line at 630. So they they pick up on this. It's word of mouth. It's social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we partner and contact the veteran service organizations like the, uh, the VFW, the American Legion, the Purple Heart Association, uh, the Military Officers Retired Association, all these military uh, veterans groups across the up and down the East Coast. Uh, we, we notify about this event and they put it out to their people. We also notify at the state level, the Departments of Military and Veterans Affairs. Uh, they in turn put it out to their people. Uh, so the word really gets out. I'm getting messages now from Texas and California of oh. people that want to come in for this uh, in a week or two. Oh, okay. So we're, we're looking about 1,300 uh, veterans and families to come in over these three days. Uh, it's a big deal. And the whole concept behind this is to bring the VBA, the Veterans Benefits Agency, uh, the Winston-Salem Regional Office, into town so they can sit down one-on-one across the table from that veteran to understand his concerns and help him get through the process of getting some answers on his or her claim. Uh, Everything is submitted online. Documents are scanned in and sent online. Uh, And this is where a lot of the bureaucracy comes through because it can take years for people to get an answer or just to get information that they need to get an appointment. They need another document. They need some other information. So the concept we have is that the veteran and the VBA representative are sitting one-on-one in a secure setting to talk about his or her claim, to get the answers that that veteran needs. If that veteran's representative can make the judgment and issue the award, the rating, the disability rating, he has the authority to do that on the spot. Oh, wonderful. If a rating is not able to be made, that veteran understands exactly what has to be done, what he needs to do, and how it needs to be handled in order to finish the process. So he's got his roadmap to finish. I applaud you for for taking this on because the, the, the thing we really don't want to happen to our vets who have served us so well is to put them through frustrating I mean, it sh- it should be easy and simple after all they've given to their country. There should be no frustration involved. So this is excellent. This is going to give a lot of people peace of mind, take away that frustration. And in addition to like helping with claims and appeals, you also do a little bit of other things like, like over healthcare info and talk about other programs. Is that right? That's, that's all a part of this. Uh, while the, the veteran is waiting to see the, the, the benefit side. We're going to have people 
in the building from the Durham VA Hospital uh, to provide information, uh, to help people get registered, to help with making doctor's appointments. They're not going to do physicals or anything like this. Um, but we're going to have people from the Veterans Suicide Department here. We're going to have the Veterans uh, Agency's homeless people here. Uh, we're going to have many support groups. Uh, North Carolina Legal Aid is going to be present. We've got the Veterans Bridge Home, which is a statewide uh, resource for veterans information and things. They're going to be here. The Joel Fund out of Wake Forest is going to be here. Um, just a whole slew of, uh, we've got representatives from ECU are going to be here. Western Carolina University, Western Governors University is going to be here. Um, the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, uh, Carrie White's going to be with us for to talk about caregiver programs. Uh, this is a big program through the VA. Uh, she's going to be here to have information on all of that. We're going to have a lot of state information. There's a lot of benefits that the state of North Carolina has for its state rep, state residents, of course. And we're going to have information on, on all of that, plus a lot of information that uh, for federal level benefits. So it's just not reaching out to get the claims. That's the, the main point of the whole program. But while that veteran is waiting to get that done, he has access to all this other information. You know, knowledge is power, and in a lot of cases, people aren't always aware of all the uh, programs and advantages out there for them, so education is just key, and so that's wonderful, and it also gives them something to do while they're waiting to, again, avoid frustration. You're not just standing in a line waiting to be seen about your claim. You can participate in these other offerings. And, you know, it just sounds like a very well-rounded affair. And I wish you could please give our listeners the details, the dates, the time, how to register, whatever they need to know. Well, the of course, it's on the 17th and 18th and 19th of March uh, coming up, of course. We are going to have this at the Cary Herbert Young Community Center. That's in downtown Cary, right on the, the town hall campus. Uh, address real quick is 101 Wilkinson Avenue, Cary 27513. Um, the event actually we're advertising is going to run from uh, 8 to 3 on uh, Thursday and Friday, and then 8 to 2 on Saturday. We're actually going to be opening the doors to let the people into the building at about 6 or 6.30, depending on the weather or earlier if it's bad weather. And when the VA arrives, They'll get here about 7.30 or 7. If they're set up and everything is ready to go, we're going to start the process. We're not going to wait till 8 o'clock. There you go. We're going to start the process right away. But we do cut it off at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday and Friday because at 3 o'clock, we're still going to have 100 or so veterans still waiting to be seen. Mm. So the VA will stay as late as they have to to make sure everybody is taken care of. So no veteran, every veteran that arrives will be seen. If a veteran shows up at 3.30 on Thursday afternoon, we'll give them their number and ask them to come back in the morning. So what about, like, do they need to register or is there a website they can go to? 
No, it's a first come, first serve basis. I mean, we've got information up on a lot of different websites, but it is a first come, first serve basis. Uh, when a veteran walks in the door, he's given a number, and that's the number that he follows through the process. Uh, it, this numbering system works very well. Now, there is a few car- a few areas that we circumvent those numbers, and the four areas are if he's a if the veteran is a World War II veteran or a Korean War veteran, they go to the front of the line. If we can find out and determine that the veteran is homeless, they go to the front of the line. And a very difficult one to try to to figure out, uh, they call it MST, military sexual trauma. Very difficult to pinpoint. uh, But if we can find out that a person is in that category, they also go to the front. So so you have no site at all where people can explore this more or get more detail? Well, we've got it uh we've got it up on the state site for the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. Uh we've got it up on our uh Carry American Legion uh website. Uh our local VFW has it up on their website. Um but if anybody I can give you the email address that we're using for this if you know, if anybody, any of your listeners uh, want to reach out to me, that would be perfect. Uh, they can just shoot me a very quick email and I'll be happy to help any way I can. It's Carrie um, Viac, C A R Y B E A C, at gmail.com. Perfect. Okay. And, and that comes right to me uh, and I answer them as quickly as I see them. All right. Well, good luck to the to you. This is a huge undertaking, but man, it is needed and it is so appreciated. And, uh, you know, I'm just so happy that we were able to get this information out. We appreciate it. We appreciate everything that you do. We appreciate your listeners. Uh, And again, if any veteran out there that's listening or if you know a veteran that might need this, please get my email address and reach out to me. Uh, I know they've got questions. We ask that when they do attend, they they bring all their documentation with them about their particular case, their military DD-214, which is their discharge forms uh, that they have. Most of them that would know that if they're dealing with claims. Um, but they may have a question or two that, that, uh, that we can answer for them. But it is a great event. We try to help as many people as we possibly can. But the the bottom line is is they get some answers. If they don't get their rating, they know exactly what they've got to do to finish. Good, good. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. And again, thank you to your listeners. Well, I hope everyone out there that is in need of this service will take advantage of it. It sounds like such a well-rounded program. That's what I love about it. Um, So we are out of time now, so it is time to high-five and say goodbye. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 say thanks to a veteran by showing appreciation for their service by displaying patriotic flowers, inviting them over, donating to a vet organization, asking a soldier to share their stories, or with the simple words, thank you for your service.